Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Callista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. I'm done working. Woohoo! Do I sound? Yeah. Do I sound close? I feel like my voice has improved. You sound fine. I had the cold. I have the cold from hell. It's not COVID. Hey, should we make sure I don't have COVID right now? Let's do that real quick. (laughs) I'm like 99 point. Listen, I'm fucking boosted. If it gets past the booster whatever i'm literally like whatever i'll die like history like it just must be my time i'm just like jesus gonna take me then and that's just the way it's gonna be my chart test results um signing in hey i have my chart too you've got a my chart yeah okay well they're not updating jack squat on my chart well come on guys get with the get with the program it's friday 48 hours i'm like well we're here it's 48 hours so let's take your time but clearly it was so funny so nick because i was hacking and like i said we got exposed to covid so my sister's children which was terrifying so the two older ones got their first dose of vaccine but her little littlest is two and she got covid and there were some er visits that we were like Okay, like you're literally scaring the ever-loving shit out of us. Like she had, she had COVID, she had pneumonia, she had an ear infection, she had strep throat. It was like the most insane onslaught of why infectious do, disease. Why do I always see human. people that focus on survivability? Is if there isn't all kinds of horrible things that happen if you get it and do survive? Listen. I listen, my Bible is my sister. Okay. She's a brilliant doctor. She works at the top hospital in the world. So if she's screaming bloody murder about children getting vaccines, then children need vaccines. That's pretty much where I yeah. come down on this whole thing. She's brilliant and way smarter than me. I and just, kids need I've vaccines. heard so many stories of people who have these long-term symptoms. Like there's this one yeah, you don't know what's gonna happen. where everything they taste, like tastes like sewage. Every like, months after they've had covid well that's awesome and i'm like how do you deal with that i don't know <laughs> like <laughs> just becomes like bleaker i guess part. i don't know oh my god like I know. why would it like okay so maybe you survive it but then what but then what <laughs> what <laughs> is life what without taste these... i know you, you don't know what it's going to do to these kids like years down the road I know. Like... so the two older ones are better and back to oh, school oh but That's the littles, good. my littles, my Nornors, my, my rose petal, she, she's doing better. She's feisty now. She doesn't need mama to hold her all the time. And she's eating and drinking again. And she felt well enough to touch the garland on the Christmas tree. So I was like, it's a miracle. Aww, she's like baby. Lazarus rising. I know. It was just really scary. I hope she like, feels much, much better. Very well, but then also I can't really complain because, again, we have a physician in the family. So we were trying to text with my sister and my other sister was like, screw this. And she just FaceTimed her and like walked her through 
what needs to happen and this is this x y and z and she's like oh i know that er doctor and i'm like oh my god we're so spoiled <laughs> so like, she just checked every bag aaron's she's like aaron's connection is crap here's what's going on this is what i told her it's gonna be fine we're like okay sorry guys I'm a spoiled bitch what can i say so oh my god oh my god oh my god you guys you know what we're talking about this week oh yes Selling Sunset. Okay, listen, we apologize if anybody here is not into Selling Sunset, but also if you're not, why not? Because we are. We're really like, into it. It is the easiest show to binge. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I, I can understand if like reality TV isn't your thing. I mean, you get you get a pass if, for whatever reason you don't want to watch it. But yeah. Also, I'm saying I don't generally tend to like reality TV. I don't watch any of the Real Housewives things Mm-mm, or anything like me that. Me neither. Like, but Selling Sunset, there's something about it. It's like, the real estate plus it is the real estate. It's the it's real also, estate plus the drama. It's it's so very obviously staged, but it doesn't oh even matter because it's just... like isn't half the cast like has been soap opera actresses, you know what I mean? Not half, <laughs> but like they used to be actresses and now they're like, Oh, I'm in real estate. And I'm like, I like you know what I like? I like women being proactive about their careers and being like okay, this chapter is closing for me, but I'm still going to make bank and be awesome doing this. And that's why Chriselle ruled this season. Like, oh, yeah. So 100%. If you are looking for people who can, like, maybe view Chriselle through a completely neutral lens, Don't that is here. not, that's, no, not, that's here not here. We're not because, one of those people. No, because she's a Disney princess. We love her, and that's all there like, is. Like, she is probably Princess Aurora manifested into a human being is kind of what I feel. <laughs> like her hair is so pretty. It's like Maddie hair. Like Maddie and Chriselle have the same I'm hair. I'm always jealous of that kind of hair. I know. I just want to pet it. And like in not a weird way, <laughs> but a little bit. Like, Here's the this, thing. The big so villain of Sunset, Selling Sunset is Christine. Like from the beginning, she's kind of put herself out there as, like, the outrageous drama monger. She literally says she's the villain, I think, at some point. Like, she literally says she's, like, the drama Yeah. Like, chick. it's, it's, she's, but here's the thing. Christine is over the top. Christine throws ridiculous parties with, like, spends way too much money on shit. And clothes. All I kinds of things. Like, have she has so many questions about her clothes. Where she's, did she get them? She's beyond outrageous. But I found one thing to be interesting watching this latest season. Which is that where, where her her excess was like kind of, you know, oh, Christine, you know, kind of charming in past seasons. This mm-hmm. year, I don't know what has happened since the mm. pandemic, but I, mm. I didn't see it the same way. Like sometimes she can be funny. Well, like it was, it wasn't even just like what she was saying. It was just like the the excess. I'm like, this is this. Well, she got married. Wrong. She got married. That's why there's excess. She's well, married no, but to she some... was an excess before that. Too. I know, but like now she's spending his like he's like some ex computer entrepreneur. He's worth like fifty million. And so, all of them are guilty your... in one way or shape or form of of this. But like she's isn't she's... that like kind of the California way. And a certain, like, once you get up to a certain echelon. I guess, like, that specific area in California, yeah. Is extra. Okay. Certainly not where, like, I came from. (laughs) No. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you have to hit a certain, like, level. 
Well, like, it's also, it's also just LA is kind of built on on fake. Yeah, you know what I mean. I just, it's it's like, set in a perfect because it's just very like it's just very lifestyles of the rich and famous. None show. of it feels terribly real. Like I saw a little <laughs> bit of like a complaint. Because again, Trishelle is the love of our lives. Um, and she was like, oh, hey, you know, 2020 was a year of ups and downs. And she mentions her parents died, which is terrible. And her divorce from that ho-big Justin Hartley. And <laughs> then she's like, but I got I to love how you say the stars. And I saw people like dragging her on Twitter for it because she wasn't mentioning COVID. And I'm like, clearly everyone is a... To me, it's like, yes, we all know there's COVID and it was all terrible. Like, it's okay to, like, talk about other stuff. I don't know. I thought it was weird. I didn't see that such dragging, but that sounds like looking for an excuse to drag. Right, to hate her. And I was like, don't do that. You know? Like, Like, and, like, clearly (laughs) she does not mean any harm because she's a Disney princess. So, like, maybe it was just, like, a mild oversight is what I would say. One thing I will say, I really enjoyed season four because mm-hmm. for starters, Christine was out on maternity leave and Davina was not there for reasons we'll discuss here in a minute. Also but like, the best. And then they brought on some new gals and it just, it felt so much better in the office. Like I, more positive. I so much more enjoyed the office interactions without Christine there. Because wherever well, Christine yeah, is, yeah. she has to be the focus of attention. And she's just like exhausting. Do you know she what is those, exhausting. She's human beings that just suck all the energy out of the room. You're just like, I'm so tired. I just want to go to bed. It was nice to see kind of like the lack of drama and the, the interpersonal friendships without her there. Yeah. Like when you're not pitting people against each other. Yeah. Something Everybody miraculous seems to get happens, along beautifully. They become friends and get along beautifully. <laughs> I'm like wow well and again like a lot of it was a lot of the season was talk about Christine but I feel like particularly they were told to talk about it they're told to talk about her and number two is very rarely I'm not saying never but very rarely does Chriselle bring up Christine but when she does get brought up Chriselle's like yeah we're not friends I'm not cool I don't like her what I love about Chriselle is the way she handles conflict because this girl is very great at saying, this is how you have hurt me. I'm, and like, they try to like glaze over everything. Like, oh, okay, we'll be, we'll be besties now. And Chriselle's like, no, no, we will not. <laughs> I will accept your apology, but I'm still holding you accountable and we're not really friends. Cool. It's just such a very, like, the woman has excellent, as a mass communication major, she has excellent communication skills. Excellent. It was was nice to see somebody say, listen, we'll all be, we'll be professional in the office. We'll work together. Right. We're not going to work together. But I'm not going to, like, hang with you. And, like, again, when she was like, I'm not her friend. I'm not going to send her baby a gift. I'm good. I like, it's refreshingly honest, you know? Like, we don't have to pretend we get along. And to work in the same office. Like and Mary, Mary I felt, was, was far more triggered by Christine this yeah. season than well, Chriselle ever was. Everybody always talks about Chriselle versus Christine oh, when it was really, it was, it was really Emma Mary. and Mary versus Christine this season. Well, and Heather, too, was really worked up about her this year, too. Yeah, because she bashed on her and Tarek. Weirdly, 
Heather has grown on me exponentially this season. I know. It's amazing Heather distancing herself from Christine Dunn. I know. But then all of a sudden, (laughs) girlfriend is like, Christine's toxic. I got my man. And like, she's a normal person. They're adorable. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm not typically a big Tarek fan because I can't really. Mostly because I've only watched the seasons where he worked with his ex-wife. This is before they were ex-wife. And every time I watch it, I'm like, y'all are going to get a divorce. Well, here's the like, thing. When, it, when I like watched those, I had a hard show. time watching them because it Ugh. felt very combative. But it's whenever I did watch, I was always on his side. I mm-hmm. never, I always hated his ex-wife. And like, loathed her. So when I found out they were getting a divorce, I'm like, Tarek, you're so much better off without her. She woman- was a fucking mess. If that woman picked gray or white subway, subway tile one more time, I was going to lose my fucking mind. It's like that and the, what's their names? The twins. Oh, oh the, 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 the brothers. Yeah, property right. brothers. Property brothers. I swear to God, Callie, they pick the same tile in every house. They really like what? that tile. Here's the thing. Oh! I just found the way his wife treated him. Oh, she was, was disrespectful. Was ridiculous. And Anytime he'd get a dig in on her, she'd act like he was like trying to start World War Three, and it was like you well, are horrible to this man. And the minute he like returns some fire, then it becomes like this huge thing. Like, oh my god! So, so I always, yeah. I already liked him better than also, his wife, right? And also, so when I heard he was dumped. dating Heather, I was like, well, I hope that's a better situation. So I think her. Yeah, got to see, and it, it looked like it, it was. is a better such. Yeah, so her new husband, the chick from the ex-wife, her new husband, aunt. She na- married a man named yeah. Aunt. She married an aunt named aunt, aunt, and then divorced aunt. him, and now she's married again. But like, she's he dumped her life. first to date to date Renee Zellweger. I don't know why I know this shit, you guys. I just like I know you. I, like, I it's none of my business actually. shit. Where did I, I don't... see that? <laughs> I feel like that's kind of amazing. So I feel like Tarek really got it. He had a hot new wife and also karma. Yeah. Like his his ex-wife can't can't stay with somebody because she's, I have a feeling she's just a fucking nightmare. Listen, I'm high maintenance in many categories. Like I do not pretend that I am a There's high maintenance and then there's that. But then I'm, I'm not like bitchy high maintenance. I'm just like medical high maintenance. And like drum, like, like really ridiculous. Okay, like I was giving my husband because he's like, "Go, go get your cough checked." I'm like, "I don't have COVID." He's like, "Go get it checked," and I'm like, "Okay." And he called me like three times, and when I was in with the doctor, and the doctor was like, "Okay, seriously, what's up with him?" And I'm like, "Did you look at my medical record?" He's like, "Oh, yeah, that makes sense." I'm like, "See, he thinks I'm gonna die of like, I don't know, what's the thing you can die from that's a cough? That's not COVID, something else." Yeah, so it was hilarious. But anyways. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, loving Heather, loved the ring. Did you see her People magazine shoot of the wedding? I paid zero attention to a ring. I it was pretty. No. Well, I you know, barely noticed what they wear, Jen. This oh, is just not my where God. my attention is. That's like is. half of it right there. No, I, I don't care. Like, so long they as it doesn't look like time. a clown outfit, no, I don't they notice. Even, they even take time to compliment each other on their different looks. Yeah. I, if you like <laughs> clothes, that's a big part of it. But also, if you don't give a shit about clothes like me then i want to just like matter. shop in chriselle's closet because she has like cute comfy clothes too like everything's just cute and i'm like i want to look cute when i'm comfy so I let's talk like about the big thing oh yeah season. okay yeah 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 go 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 so to the uninformed the uninitiated last summer 
It was like July. Was it? The, was it? Yeah, it was July. Okay. There was um, Chriselle and or Jason both maybe whatever dropped Instagram posts from Italy. Like, as one does. As one does. <laughs> where they were just like clearly together. It was like the announcement type of Instagram. These be handsies. And everybody was like, hands and kisses. Excuse me. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jason is is him and his brother, twins. What is it with twins mm-hmm. in real estate? I don't know. What <laughs> is it with twins and, and good looking twins in real estate? God. Anyhow, I have so Jason and Brett are the open Jason and Brett Oppenheim started the Oppenheim group, which is the real estate agency or whatever, and hired all these like bombshell model types to, <laughs> to sell houses. And houses. You know what? <laughs> Fucking works. For LA million bucks. So good for them, boys. So, Chriselle was hired, like, the first episode of the first season. Right. And I was kind of, like, thinking Chriselle was, was, like, for some reason, I thought she came in at, like, season, like, two. I'm like, no, no she's OG. First episode, season one. Yeah. That was how they started the, the show, was the like, story. hey, we're bringing somebody in. And she was so cute. I rewatched the first episode, and it made me want to cry, because she was just like, oh, my husband's Justin Hartley, and I love him so much. And I'm like, girl girl i want to protect you from the storm that's coming so they announced that they were they were dating so everybody was like season four i can't wait to see what like do we see it start to can we see it begin but it's never mentioned but you see it because like you have to be blind not to see it like it's (laughs) starting on jason's side for sure chrishell is like she's still in like she's not like in a grieving space over Hartley anymore, but she's like maybe and I'm not I'm not super ready to date yet. She's also like, you know what? I'm just gonna like worry about myself and get my home, get and my house, and like look cute bitch and do yep, what I and want. Just, yep, and just like living my best. And she does. And meanwhile, Jason's sending her moon eyes from across. Oh the my god, it's so <laughs> many moon eyes. Well, and like we couldn't even get into it that like last season's finale at the wedding when Davina was being that big, big, big okay. Bitch yes, to we her. have to talk about that. Yes. Yeah, because it's like okay. So like, all right. So anybody. Just doesn't know Chriselle's story. Chriselle, who I actually knew her before the Justin Hartley stuff because I watched All My Children and she was Amanda on All My Children and she was excellent. And she was married to Justin Hartley, the dude from This Is Us. Now I have met Justin Hartley and he was perfectly lovely. I told him he should get an Emmy and he was quite gracious about it and I I still believe he should get an Emmy. We want to go take back those words. But I am really angry with him because basically what happened is he hurt her yeah so they were married they dated for four years they married for two and then here's here's the sitch guys because i think i think chriselle was a little bit like what's happening because she basically got hit by a semi-truck but this is what i deduce very shortly after he signed his season six 250k uh an episode contract he divorced chriselle so he basically they had a fight in the morning and by the afternoon, he filed. Now, in no normal circumstances, do you have a fight with your spouse? And file for divorce. And file for divorce. Like, and then tell them over later. text right before all the gossip rags. Oh, yeah. So it. before it hits People Magazine, she gets a text. He literally tells her they're getting a divorce over text. This is worse than the post-it. 
that he's Carrie sitting got. there at work. Like you see yeah. when the text I'm comes divorcing in. Him. Okay. So there's that. All right. And then he listed their, oh, they were separated in July when he literally just dumped her in November. And why, why did he say the separation date was in July? Because he didn't want to give her a piece, a bigger piece of the, uh, this is us money, because that would take their marriage to like a year and a half and he wouldn't have to cough up the same amount of cash. This is classic Tom Cruise. All of a sudden, everyone's like, why is Tom Cruise divorcing Nicole Kidman? Because if they were married for decade, for 10 years, he divorced her at nine years, he'd have to write a fantastically massive check. And he didn't want to do that. So, motherfucker divorced her after a miscarriage. Oh, yeah. Just stick with me, guys. I have all the info. So, she's devastated. She goes, um, she gets kicked out of her house. And then later she finds out that Justin is dating another soap opera truck who actually happened to be your, their uh, friend and they got married like like a month During ago. season four, you see. Season, like, season four. Like, so oh, yeah. can we, can we like add it up here, peeps? He was cheating on her. He wanted the new fling. He didn't want to have to write her a check. So that's where this... I think he had to write her a check. Better wrote her a big check. But um, probably not enough. But yeah, so, so at the end, end of garbage. season three, Christine got married in like a typical over-the-top ridiculous wedding. And all the, the Selling Sunset gals were there gathered for the... Yep. Supportive. And one would imagine it's difficult being at a wedding when you literally just got the just rug got pulled out divorce. from under you and getting a divorce. Yeah. One would imagine. But she came because she was like solidarity. She's Chriselle, and she's nice and she's just... She does that stuff. But it was very obvious. Like during the wedding, you could see it was hard. Just like it was killing her. Yep. Listen, I, after my miscarriage, I hid out and did not see pregnant women for like two months. Like I specifically avoided pregnant friends. Right before the reception, they kind of had like a little like cocktail hour type thing. Like I assume while the couple's getting their pictures taken and then stuff like that. So they're all kind of hanging out on the couch, like talking. And the subject of Chriselle's divorce, divorce, separation, whatever, came up. And I forget exactly what happened. It was Davina. Some, well, something had been, like, posted in a magazine Well, or because I think, yeah, I think the deal was, so Chriselle, this is why I love her. So she was talking about stuff on the show. Then Justin Hartley got wind of that. What did he, what the fuck did he think she was going to do? It's just it's basic, on a reality show, basic, dude. <laughs> this is just basic stuff, guy. So he flipped out, and I think she had to sign an NDA that was part of like the dis- divorce settlement. So she really couldn't talk about it anymore. In she a sense, is particularly in front of cameras, and particularly in front of cameras, and she couldn't really like um, get into like she can't get into details. So Davina starts like egging on and is like needling her and is like well justin clearly has a side to the story too yeah she's like well here's the thing the gals like amanza and mary were like obviously we're on chrishell's side because because she's our girl it doesn't matter what justin's side is chrishell got chrishell's our girl in the divorce yeah so so we're on her side justin got the justin's side of the story and it, it was extremely callous it was extremely rude. It was it was basically saying, like, I don't know, Chriselle, maybe you did something to deserve all this. Like right. exactly 
the wrong sort of fucking thing to say. And like Chriselle was like not she was very clearly saying I don't really want to talk about this and was shutting down and was like not like this was not something she wanted to get into because she can't talk about Justin even she if can't. she wanted literally to she literally cannot talk about it yeah literally like, can't I talk can't about it I tell him. you any more than right. you already so know so Davina's getting all pissed at her that she won't talk about Justin she's like I literally will get sued back to the stone age so no I'm not gonna so at one point Chriselle's like you know what fuck this I'm gonna go and she mm-hmm. gets up and walks out she's visibly upset yeah. So tell our friends what happened. So Michelle <laughs> leaves the wedding, just crying, really upset. And Jason comes in and he's like, Who the fuck upset Chriselle? Like, and literally, just like, like that. Rage. Who the fuck this upset Chriselle? Yeah, it's like, this is a very calm man. He has a very calm demeanor. And just he's like, always very neutral. Like, when there's drama yeah, going on, chill. he's yeah, just Mr. Like, Neutrality. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's the ladies. What's she going to do? Like, Christine, he's like, yeah. But she sells. His attitude is like, you create drama, but if you make me money, be cool. Like, that's really what it boils yeah, down to. Yeah, basically. So, so to see him do this, and that is exactly where season three ended. Right. Okay. So we're starting on the, like, it was very, like, white knight romance novel level of anger. Like, I will rip you to shreds because you disparaged my and love. where we start off? Davina is not in the office. No. Davina has left. And you're left to speculate, like, hmm, really I wonder time, why. Actually. And they're like, oh, she, she was working on a contract for this other thing, and she did this. I'm like, Jason forced her out. I know it. I don't know it, but I know it. You know well, what I mean? also, she got into that stupid fight with him over some $75 million house. Well, I'm He's sure like, that we didn't help. are never going to sell that house at $75 million. And she's like, I'm sure we will. I'm sure that didn't help. But, like, like Bitch, please. But he, she also made Chriselle cry. So, yeah, I think it was mostly when she was mostly Chriselle and a little bit seventy five million. <laughs> when she said to him, like partway through the season, I'd like to come back. He was like, "You can only come back if you absolutely do not get involved in any fucking drama." It was basically like, "I dare you to even look cross eyed at Chriselle." Right. You best be not- <laughs> and you know what? A fucking apology wouldn't be bad either you know what i mean like he basically told her <laughs> he made it clear yeah get on your hands and knees beg for forgiveness and, and maybe he, I'll kind think of, about it. he kind of insisted on 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 something similar from christine when christine wanted to come back but christine's beef this season was less with Chriselle and more with really about mary with mary and emma yeah, I was Which like I that whole story is so confusing just, to me. Like, what was that about? Like a, So I I I want to talk to this man. Okay, so there yeah. was this there was this guy who was supposedly dating Christine. Yeah. And then he she found out he was with Emma yep. while he was with Christine. And so like Christine flipped out at Emma because that yep. was obviously her fault. Right. And she's mad at Mary because Mary was friends with Emma, even well, though. Like, she's mad. Even though. She, yeah, she's mad that Mary is still was friends no with Emma. This is yeah. like years ago, you guys. Years like, ago. This she's isn't like this happened and last has year. A baby. This, is like, this is like seven years ago. And she's married and has a baby. Pre like, Why do you care? Yeah. So it was like this whole weird. And then, like, Christine kept telling, like, Christine's like a Pinocchio. She just can't stop lying. And, like, the lies get bigger and bigger. And what was great about. And it's like finally everybody was like, you know what? No, 
we can't talk privately. We're going to talk to everybody at the same time and tell everybody the same story. It was fantastic. What was great was when Davina couldn't even back her up. She's like, no, listen, that was a lie. Yeah. So, and then Christine got pissed at her because there's no loyalty. And it's like, so yeah, Christine's idea of friendship is you have to hate whoever I hate. And if I tell a lie, you have to back me up on the lie. No questions asked. Correct. Which is, and if you don't, we can't be friends. That's like, crazy and then like she turns on you if you don't do all those things which is like this the most ridiculous form of friendship i've ever heard in my life so she was telling emma because emma had gotten engaged to this guy they broke up because this guy proposed to emma she said that he proposed to her first and she told davina and mary who was living with all of them at this time was like she didn't even know davina back then so how could she (laughs) tell davina if she doesn't know davina and davina was like yeah i didn't know her back then and this was the great (laughs) betrayal because Christine was like, well, no, you're just supposed to back me up. And Davina's like, but I didn't know you back then. <laughs> it was like Davina like, Jason's warnings about not getting embroiled in drama to like, seriously, I'm like, she has shown growth. <laughs> well, I love that Davina showed up at the first day of the office in her Jackie O pink suit. Like, I'm an innocent. It I am a nice <laughs> person. It was hilarious. I was like, oh, okay. okay so yeah the lies just kind of kept getting bigger and bigger with christine and they were just ridiculous and emma was like well and and mary i trust mary i feel like mary's the least um insane you know what i mean like actually i I think least insane is probably maya yeah she's mary Mary is very level-headed yeah so i just feel like mary's legit and mary doesn't really have any reason to lie and she's super tight with Jason. She's been at the company for years. She and Jason used to actually go out. So, like, if Mary says this is what happened, that's what fucking happened. Like, that's where I'm at. Because well, and Mary I was also like, believe Emma's story where she was like, I was in my car trying to get out of the parking lot. And she and her friend blocked me in and were banging on my car windows. Like, I 110% believe that. Like, well, on the it, guy's what, story, yeah, the guy's story to Emma was that they had been broken up for a while. And Mary confirmed that. She's like, they weren't together. So she's like, I don't know what she's talking about. That you it were sounds to me like Christine was upset. She wanted to get him back. And seeing him with Emma threw her off. She so she her naturally yep. goes to attack her instead of, like, dealing just with the boyfriend or ex-boyfriend. Or Again, I want to meet this dude. Yeah. Leave her out of it for the you know you don't know that she knew he was right. seeing you you're right. you're looking like one of those crazy women you know? yeah not mentally like, balanced yeah it, it, was, was, it was insane also you're married with a baby it, though so like why seven years later this is like seven years after this all went down she's decided that that's the reason why she's not friends with mary anymore and mary's like that's actual lunacy we were friends for years when she knew I was friends with Emma. They she were had no great problem with friends it. when season one began. Right. She's like, I had no problem with it. I was friends with Emma back in season one. She had no problem with it. So. Well, it's and just, she was also friends with Christine then. It's just, she just lies. It's just, she just makes up whatever, whatever. And like, you can't, here's my thing. You can't, like, I've had friendships with that person, like a person like that. And like, yes, like they just. Like, they don't function in reality, and so you cannot talk to them. Beware the gaslighter who always has to be the victim. Right. It's like, like there's no amount of, like, getting them to take ownership of their actions yep. or things that they said. They never did what you think they did. They never, they did. They you never they did. do anything wrong. Yeah. It's like, wow, okay, 
You're the only one that does things wrong. And it's literally a fantasy world that they live in. So it's at that point, I was like, Mary, I bless you for trying, but you got to cut your losses, girl, and move on. Well, and Mary did because it it came down to a thing where Christine was like demanding, like, listen, Mary, if we're going to be friends, you have to ghost Chriselle. And Chriselle and Mary were getting along very well. And Mary's like, I'm not going to do that. Chriselle's a nice person. I like her. I enjoy her. We're friends. And That is why Christine and Mary are no longer friends. I mean, this is such... I mean, I know kindergartners who have more maturity than this chick. Everybody like, in that office. I just got the sensation that everybody was so frustrated with Christine. They're just yeah, like, they would you just happy. stop? Your whole thing isn't funny anymore. Well, and I think, like, I certainly hope that... I don't believe the producers believe that they can do the show without Christine. But they can. Like it was perfectly <laughs> lovely. Just I, I didn't I didn't feel any need for Christine. No. I saw a lot of people and I was like, Christine, is that you? On Twitter who were saying this show is nothing without Christine. It's boring uh, without her drama. And I'm like, no, but it actually uh, no. No. Also I don't I'm need side, her. I'm side eyeing. Speaking of the Pinocchio, I'm a little confused on the birth story with her baby. Okay, yes. Yeah, so let's discuss. So <laughs> the season began. Christine was quote quote hugely pregnant i was like there's a bump there like i had to like i know twice. it's like barbie pregnant it was it was absolutely barbie Which maybe pregnant. she's, she's barbie wearing she looks like barbie heels, so it could happen platform heels and like vinyl dresses with a bump and i no. was like that was it yeah i never made it to a third trimester so i'm just gonna take your word for it but from what i've heard that's not what you wear in third trimester I, that's not how you look like yeah, my God, you look. like you yeah. look like you swallowed a bowling ball and she just yeah. looked like be like a tennis ball like yeah just, but, you know she claims that she worked out a lot and did a lot of yoga to her pregnancy yeah. like okay i'll give her that some people they they have a tall frame they hide it like my well. sister is super tall and like she always looked great pregnant so yeah, that's part of it. I don't like have as much of a beef with. No, I don't have a beef. Legit. But it just it, it's a little very glam. But like everything about Christine is questionable. So anything she says, you have to like do exactly. From the, you have to like take it back to the studs and be like, okay, like she could be lying about this. Yeah, chick. like you just have to you have to question everything with this chick. So she has the baby, and then somebody goes <laughs> to see her. Was it Amanda? Anyhow, yeah, it was somebody Amanda, went to go who see I really her. Love. Let's get into some more money, by the way, that she's like living in a, an apartment without a bed. Like, oh, my God. Anyhow, she she comes to see Christine a week after the baby is born. Now, the baby is born via emergency C-section. Is what Which happens. It does happen. Not I have had an emergency C-section. have I. Yes. yes. Not disputing that emergency C-sections happen. They do happen. She... <laughs> So what the story that came out was she, her blood, her heart rate was dropping. The baby's heart rate was dropping. Like we have to do an emergency C-section. The umbilical cord was wrapped around the baby. And then a nurse comes out to her husband and was like, you have to choose. You have to decide. You can't have, you can, we can't save them both. You have to choose. It was like something out of a soap opera and, is what she was saying. And she's like crying and sobbing. And she's like, my husband said, both, you have to save both. And like miraculously, we're both okay. So here's the thing, guys. 
my beef with this is I've actually been in that scenario, like where I was literally bleeding out and Lauren was like basically dying from anesthesia because they couldn't get her out. And nobody went to my husband and was like, you have to choose. The doctor like, the baby, decides. Like me you and my point. husband actually had the conversation. <laughs> I was like, if they tell you, you have to pick one, you have to pick Lauren. And like, we had a whole thing. And like the doctors were like, yeah, that's not a call that we leave up to. Like, because people. clearly the husband because would they're be gonna make the best medical point. decision. Right. Exactly. They're not putting that on somebody. They're going to make the best medical decision that they feel is correct or whatever that's so why like, you pay them the big bucks <laughs> right and like clearly most doctors especially if they know you want the baby and all that stuff they're gonna try to say both like it's not gonna be like a well we've got 60 percent here and 40 percent here screw the 40 percent. it's just it just rang very soap opera-y it was very much something out of the soap. Now, opera. maybe I'm wrong and my life experience no, is incorrect. <laughs> and you guys have had doctors and nurses who have come to you and said you have to choose between the, the birth mother and the baby. And maybe that happened. But it just felt like. And my doctor. Well, and here's like, another I got thing. it. When I, you I, have I just, I a know. traumatic birth like that. Yeah. It shows on you. Yes. Even up to a week later. Yeah. It's not something like you're super excited to talk about well it's not even just excited to talk about like physically it shows oh that's the other thing so she was doing like yoga poses after her freaking emergency c-section listen y'all it hurts to go to the bathroom after you have she was like on her head doing full splits like you can like two weeks later like your innards are gonna drop out of you you like, were told no major physical to. activity for six weeks. Right. They're and like, they're not telling you that because right. of whatever reasons. There's actual medical reasons why you should not why do that. Why you don't do activity. There's <laughs> not just sutures on the outside of your body. There's sutures on the inside of your There's body. There's the inside. Yeah. And also and like, you like have to heal. If you have some like traumatic C-section, they just patched your innards together. Mm-hmm. And you got to let them, you know. And if they had to go in fast, they had to cut in fast, which makes it even worse. Listen, y'all, my scar, I don't have like some cute little, ooh, teeny tiny. No, it's, it's actually the shape of an L, which I find adorable because that's my daughter's first name. But anyways, yeah, it's like legit. It's a mess. So Mm -hmm. I just, I, I'm just saying guys. I've been there's there. something that doesn't add up I've been the horror show c-section and nothing she's saying makes any sense to me and honestly when she was telling the story it really read as I need sympathy, sympathy. I need attention like why isn't it enough that you had a perfectly healthy baby and that was amazing and like these aren't here's the other thing it's like I want to tell the story to get attention like if you are in your right mind you would never want you that would never want attention. that scenario to happen no and so, you don't want that kind of attention. And you don't want that if kind that of attention. If that sort of thing happens to you, you do not want that kind of attention. Yeah, I, I have, I just, I don't know, guys. And like, again, I could be wrong. Maybe we're wrong. But this woman is like, I think there were some embellishments made. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying like my birth story is the only birth story that you can, clearly I understand many people have other different experiences and maybe I just have not been exposed to that. I, I will allow 
for that to be true. And worried any other human being on this planet telling me this story other than Christine, well, here's I would the thing. be more prone to believe them. Also, if they were telling you this story and not looking like they were about to go pose for the the cover Unvoked. of the magazine right i would be like and also like if they weren't doing downward dog after they literally just like gave birth to a person that's it's what just, really got here's me. the thing I, I was like oh wow like she had me with the emergency c-section and like, that she happens. Had, yeah and like she had me with the umbilical cord thing because like that happens too and she had me right up to the point where the nurse goes to out choose. to talk to the husband because i'm like I had an emergency C-section probably in a situation very, very, very similar to hers Yeah, yeah. in which I was all the way to pushing and they were like, it ain't the, heart, the fetal heart rate is dropping. Mm-hmm. We need to get this baby out right now. They shoved some scrubs at my husband and said, here, go change into these. And the, the poor lab, like I knew here I was going through all this and I knew like as soon as they gave him the scrubs to go change it. No, I'm like, he's not coming in the room. When you do an emergency C-section, you're knocked out with general anesthesia. Right. You're not awake when that baby is born. The husband is not there in right. the room. That is no. that, that is how it is. And so I was like, they're just giving him those scrubs to distract him yeah. while they wheel me off to the no. emergency room. And that Legit. is exactly yep. what happened. That's exactly what said, they did. It's he nice came that out of the bathroom the and the scrubs and he was like, everybody was gone. Yep. Well, I I mean, literally, because they asked me, they were like, because like they knew going into mine, like it was an emergency C-section. They knew it was going to be bad. And they were like, you know, do you want to be awake for this? Like they literally didn't know if I was going to survive. So I and like I was I didn't even have I didn't even have a chance for choice. Right. So it has to be done right. now. Yeah, it has to be done right now. Yeah. So like they were like, oh, this is not going to be like your warm and fuzzy delivery. So I was like, well, what do you guys want? And they were like, we want you to be asleep. And I was like, okay, then I'm asleep. And they looked at him and they looked at my husband like, you're out. And he's like, okay. (laughs) And like, here's the thing. Like when you're doing an emergency C-section, especially like the one that she's describing and you have a freaking baby with their, with the umbilical cord wrapped around their, their throat and they are suffocating. This is not a, this is not a long surgery. No, it's very quick. They, it's, they're fast. They get you, they, you are knocked out, seconds. and the minute you are yep. under, like, they are cutting into you. Yep, table to cut, boom, 10 seconds, baby's out. Like it's that fast. So, this whole process of a nurse, while they're doing an emergency C section, hold a minute, physician. I'm going to toddle out and have a life and death conversation with the husband while you stand there and wait for us to come back and tell you what choice the husband has made. It is, it is not what is done. That's not logical. The baby was already born, like, before she already freaking got out of the OR. Like, it just, timing-wise, like, logistics-wise, that's not how it goes. So, yeah. It just, it's it, a lie. That's just kind of what I'm saying. I'm just going to say it. I think she's lying. I don't think, think, that's think gross. we need to, to explain anymore why we think she was lying. It's enough to just say we think she's lying. Here's the thing. Here's why it upsets me. This is why it bothers me. Like, don't send us hate mail, though, about, like, oh. No, no, yeah, I don't like, give a shit. Send us whatever like, you want. I don't no, give a I, shit. I don't because hear it. Here's like, this, you don't, this is not the show to defend Christine with. Just no, find no. another show. <laughs> here's the thing. It's unconscionable to use this. Yeah, that's what's gross. For drama. Right. And that's where I, I, my stomach turned. 
Yeah. And I was never able to look at her the same. Speaking as like two women who've actually. Right. Speaking as two women who've actually gone through this. It was, it was insulting. It's insulting. It's really offensive and disgusting and gross. And she is, she should be on her hands and knees thanking the Lord Jesus that she has a perfectly healthy baby boy and probably was a very normal delivery. And that's, I mean, that's what you want. It was, it was absolutely grotesque. That's what you want. She spent the whole rest of the season just basically being horrible every single time she was on. Well, and like every time she was, like everyone called her on her horribleness. She was like, "Well, I just had a baby." Like, what about the point where she was like <laughs> complaining to her husband that they were being mean? I'm like, "What by wanting you to be accountable for what and, like, your lives? For- that okay, being though. mean." Here's the deal, because everybody was up to Chriselle's ass on the twitters. These crazy people who are like, I think it's Christine and her and her friends. I agree. Who else would do that? Nobody. Something. So they were like, (laughs) Chriselle, because Chriselle has a little bit of a a a confrontation. Well, she mama bears, and yeah, she mama bears Mary, which is completely appropriate. And Jason was kind of like. Yeah, it was really interesting seeing her stand up to Jason like that. Yeah, and Jason was like, what's the big deal? Because he invited her to this party. And she's like, I'm going to tell you what the fucking big deal is. Like, She's like, you know what she did to me and how terrible that was. And he's like, yeah, fair. So, Chriselle, everyone's like, well, what did she do to you? So, there was Christine gave a tabloid some kind of horrendous lie that was not true. And Chriselle had to spend thousands of dollars with attorneys threatening legal action to make sure that they didn't print it and she said they went back and forth for weeks because they were gonna they were gonna go with it and it took weeks on end to get the really heated discussions between her attorneys and the the tabloids attorneys and they basically offered up the source to prove this is how we know it's true and christine was the was the source and this is right after her parents died so just disgusting behavior that is just like why would you do that to somebody that's ridiculous because she is she is so it's like toxic socio- yeah it's like sociopathic narcissism here guys it's, she's just not a good person so i feel confident in just in my opinion if you feel the need to defend this person see yourself at the door see yourself on the hill that hill is not what i'm going to join you on sorry <laughs> not happening Oh, you know what we haven't talked about? We have not talked about um, New Amsterdam for a while. I haven't watched New Amsterdam for a while. Did you see the gif of the guy decking Iggy? That's all really I saw. That's all I've seen. It's great. That was it. I know I haven't seen the mid-season finale, and I don't know if I saw the one before that either. Um, The only really great part about the last two episodes was, I mean, clearly um, he gets on the plane which good um but uh Iggy got decked which is great because he got decked like he was telling his husband like there was a he was interviewing somebody to replace his secretary and the guy is super hot and he's like well I'm gonna have difficulty concentrating on your you know not concentrating on your blue eyes it was like a serious come on in an interview which that's gross. I, gay or straight is just wildly inappropriate like <laughs> just like you don't hit on the person who's interviewing you don't do that. Um, so Iggy tells his husband, who we have all decided is a saint, and his husband's like, yeah, and her husband, his husband's like, well, clearly you're not going to, you know, hire him. So, you know, there you go. And what does Iggy do? He fucking hires him. 
Of Even though his is. husband has clearly made it. Because it's an ego stroke and he's a it's an ego stroke narcissistic and he, asshole. Yeah, Iggy's a narcissist and doesn't care about anybody himself. So really where we're going with this is probably Iggy's going to have an affair. Which to me, these writers, if they do this, like they really hate the actor. Like they really hate him. So <laughs> I'm pretty much like I'm having difficulty coming away with any other conclusion. This is like Laurel Lance. He's the Laurel <laughs> Lance. They hate him. Like they might hate him. <laughs> Like, do you remember we were talking about that stuff where they would just do shit to Laurel and be like, they have to hate her. They have to hate her. They have to hate her. They, <laughs> they no... made her lay in a morgue drawer. <laughs> <laughs> there's no they other explanation. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Why you would choose to do this to an actor unless you hate them the and or the character. Or both. <sighs> So anyway, so clearly Iggy's going to have an affair. His absolute stud muffin of a husband will have to divorce him, and I will pay for it myself. (laughs) And that's where that's going. And then what else? Oh, what's her name? The chick? Lauren. uh, The Laurel. Yeah, Lauren with the girlfriend. The girlfriend found out that she um, was the fifth slot because apparently somebody finally fucking did math. Like, it was the doctor. See, I don't remember any other names. Um, It's the cardiac surgeon dude. He was like, oh, it's clear to see why they opened up a fifth slot for you. Like, why did we even? And he was like, well, the last time they had, they opened up this, a fifth slot, like they had to donate an entire wing to the hospital. So like, she puts this all together and is like, cause it's basic one plus one equals two. Yeah. So we did find out how much Lauren, yeah, how much Lauren paid. It was 90 grand. Which, you know what? You can't get an undergrad that's for that pretty, nowadays. That's a pretty, pretty... It's pretty cheap. Pretty cheap, yeah. That's not a, I was a like, hospital that's, wing. That's not a hospital wing. Like, I don't even know if that buys like a room. hospital equipment. <laughs> it's a hospital room, maybe. <laughs> if that. Um, so, yeah. there. I saw some musings on the YouTube and the Twitters that she's not grateful enough. And, like, she wouldn't be in the program. She wouldn't, like, have a place to live. She wouldn't, like, even be back getting her license. Are you kidding me? Because she was homeless, she should just, like, roll over and thank Lauren Bloom for lying to her? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I am not. It was all over. Because I was watching a well, fan Well, that's bid. gross and I watched a fan And we're not going to do that. I was like, <laughs> why do people like this exist? Like, oh, I don't have money. You're paying for things. So that means you can do whatever the fuck you want to me. That's no, like not. That's, that's, that's not, called slavery and we don't do that. Okay. Right. This is what she told Lauren. You just bought me. That's what you did. You bought me. Which, by the way, Lauren was like, well, you would have gone to the East Coast and we would have been over. Okay. West Coast. If you're yeah. so crazy in love with this Then woman, go with her. Then go with her. And also... Like, if your relationship can't survive a couple of, you know, like a year or two doing the long distance thing, what the fuck are you even talking about? Like, what are you even on? It just made me, I see everybody else on this show makes me irate except for Max and Helen. It's like a whole thing. Did I lose you? We lost Callie. Yeah, I, I I could there hear you, and at one point you're like, "Did we lose you?" And I'm like, "Did you lose no, me?" I <laughs> and you went, "We lost her." And I went, "Ah, shit!" 
bitch. <laughs> now you got to stitch it together and it's a whole thing. Hey, anyway. by the way, we got some really cool stats in our podcast and I just think we should take a minute to thank everybody because like yes. we've had like growth and stuff and like there's like a lot of countries that listen to us that we didn't you know, know about. And, and there's some loyalty. Yeah. Listen, if you listen to us every episode, regardless of what inane <laughs> shit we're Even talking about. Even though we don't about, talk about Aaron. Because <laughs> me and my God kid have watched it. God bless you. you. We love you. We're not speaking into the void. Somebody's no. listening to us. I really would be comfortable with that. Like, we're fine talking and then just, like, here. Yeah. Go with into the ether. But we it's nice. anyway, but it's still right. nice. But it's nice cares. to be like, oh, there's somebody listening. That's nice. <laughs> yes, exactly. So we see you. We hear you. And we appreciate you. We do appreciate you. Yeah. I want to say before we, we sign off. Yeah. I finished a book today. Girl. Okay, audio or reading? Audio. Um, <laughs> well, Clearly. I read and I read and I audio. Like the book I'm reading. Remember when I told you several months ago about like that vampire book? Yeah. And I'm reading the second book in that series. And this one is between a slayer. Like no kidding. A slayer and a vampire guy. But they met right before he was turned into a vampire and before she fully trained to be a slayer. Do vampires have souls in this scenario, or is they do demon? have souls? But it's like okay. also it's kind of like a little bit mysterious, and they don't know to like what extent. And it's it's so fucking tragic. Like they met in Las Vegas and like hit it off right away. Like there was immediate sparks, and so they like parted that night. She's there for her her friend was eloping to get married, and she's like, okay, well my friend's getting married i'm gonna stand up with her so you know this time tomorrow we'll meet at your hotel room and you know we'll, we'll be a thing you know and yep, yep as soon as she leaves like her mother who is like the queen slayer shows up and is like got like a whole gang of vampires with her and she's like listen here's the thing my daughter doesn't want to be a slayer she wants to just run around and do stupid shit like follow her friends to Vegas to get married and I want her to train to be a slayer but I need to give her motivation so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna turn you into a vampire and have you kill all her friends at this wedding and maybe even oh her my too. God. yeah oh my God. like like give her motivation so he has to go and do this and if he doesn't do this then her mother's gonna just like write her off and like oh I'll just have her killed and we'll start over. And, and so he's like, well, if I do this, will you promise not to hurt her? And mom's like, fine. So what he does is he shows up at this wedding, kind of locks her in a room. And while the other vampires are, like, killing her, her friends, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's horrible. And so <laughs> she goes running back to her mom afterward because she thinks he doesn't recognize her. He acts like he doesn't know who she is. Like, he won't even talk to her. And so he's like, he's been turned into a vampire and all his memories are removed. This is horrible. Like, he has no soul, whatever. And so she goes running home to her mom and her mom's like, I can help you get revenge. We'll train you up and then you can go kill him. That sneaky bitch. Her whole thing is like, she's going to have to kill this guy, but she can't because she feels this inevitable draw towards him. You know? It's really stressful. It's and very so, Buffy and Angel. Every time she's with him, she's like, I have to kill him, but I can't because I'm falling in love with him. He's pretty. <laughs> I like, like him. They find out that they're like 
soulmates. Oh, I love like soulmate stories. Just, I love it. It's like that's those. where I'm at right now. I'm like, okay. I'm, still I'm excited. Anyhow, oh, that's not the book you... I wanted to talk about. Oh, wait, but we also we'll talk about the other book. But we also got to do some Barry Allen bitching today. Oh, we will bitch. Because, <sighs> girl, I've heard. Um, okay. The range so before... be simmering. Before the bitching. So, the <laughs> audiobook that yeah. I'm reading yeah. is called. <sighs> Well, I finished it today. It's called The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I saw you tweeting about this. And it's by a gal named Taylor Jenkins Reid. Now, everybody like on Book Talk and everywhere has been recommending this book for like the last year. And I'm like, okay, it can't be that good. It's not like really a romance. So it's like not my thing. I'm just like, no, eh. Yeah, I don't. It can't be that good. Seven husbands. Who has seven husbands? This is ridiculous. I don't want Elizabeth Taylor. (laughs) I don't want to read my best friend's mother. (laughs) And so finally, I was like, you know what? Though, if I just listen on audiobook, it'll be easy to do. While like listen while I'm doing other stuff, and I'll get through it and see what all the hype is. Yep. So I reserved it at the library. Had to wait like three months. Oh my god! (laughs) Why don't you just buy it? Because I didn't think I was going to like this book. And, I, <laughs> and I'm a cheap little bastard. I get you are a cheap little bastard. I would have just been like, eh, fuck it. So, I don't like it. Whatever. So I just, well, I, I waited. Like, I was, I would listen to my romance novels. And it was like, it wasn't a book. Like, when it came up, like, oh, here's your turn to borrow it. I was like, do I really want it, though? I don't know. Oh, I'm not really after three months, it. you'd be reading it. That's, like, not an acceptable and so I was like, eh, whatever. I'll give it a try. I'll see if I like it. Immediately fucking hooked, okay? It's about this gal who, she grew up in Hell's Kitchen in New York. Oh. And she was, like, Cuban-American. And she had an abusive father. And after her mother died, like, she wanted nothing more than to go to Hollywood. Because her and her mom always talked about going to Hollywood and being famous someday. So she, like, wanted to get out. And so... The story is about how she gets herself to Hollywood and like becomes a legend. And it kind of the story starts with she wants to have a autobiography or a biography written about her. And so she picks this gal and she's very purposeful about picking this gal. And she's like 80 years old at this point. And she picks this gal to come and write this biography and she's like listen you write my biography i never told anybody anything about my life you write this you're going to be a millionaire you're going to get all the proceeds because you're not going to publish this until after i'm dead and the gal's like okay i guess you know so it's all about how this gal came to california and became a big movie star and the different husbands she married along the way and for what reason and it's fascinating like seeing kind of like the old how things were done how relationships were handled how much of them were PR like generated romances and stuff like it was very rare that she married somebody that she actually liked you know what I mean that was like, yeah that she it was, was like, really into yeah wow this is and, like had some intense books lady it was it was so freaking intense. It was so good, and it was surprisingly gay. <laughs> because at one point, like the guy who helped her out the most when she got there, this producer, became like her best friend, and he was gay. 
Okay. And she's like, that's fine. I don't give a shit if you're gay. Right. We're still, she's we're not going to be a husband. Friends, you and I. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so while she, she was on her second marriage, when she met like this other actress, and they were both in Little Women together. And like at first she was like jealous of this other actress because she's like, oh, she, now she's the hot young thing. And no, she's going to get all the attention and take it away from me. But she's like, but I can't help but like her. You know, she's kind of, she's just so likable. And like they have end up having like this romance. And so like it's kind of like some of the marriages were to like throw the press off their scent. Yeah. And it just, and it takes place over like all these years. And you I see stories like, like that. the highs and the lows. And yep. like when people start dying, you're like, oh. like, like, uh, what's the, what's the movie with Bette Midler? Beaches. Beaches. Yeah. Oh, I love beaches. It's heartbreaking. At the end, when, when you get back to like the present where she's like telling this gal her story. Mm-hmm. You, she's all alone. She's lost oh, everybody. She's so lost. Oh, she's lost her it. best friend. She's lost oh. this this woman that she loved that was the love of her life. Oh, she's lost man. her daughter. Ugh. You know. Oh, this was a real pick her. pick her upper. I'm and, excited. And it's just you were like, I feel so bad for her. I'm and, devastated. Oh, it's just it's really good. It's I love like, when you get excited about books. Because I just hope, like, I just hope they're going to turn into movies. This one, I really do hope this one will turn into a movie because, girl, you would love it. Here's the thing. I know I would like it. They were constantly describing what people were wearing. (gasps) Jen would love I need to know that information. Listen, the details are important to me as a viewer. They were constantly like effusing about fashion and this, and I was like, "This These are my people." This author understands me on a spiritual level. <laughs> like you it have to be, describe it would be a very, very cool movie. You can't just watch. like make people let people imagine it. Like that's not a thing. No, we got to do things. We got to see it. Okay. 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 Barry so, Allen, Barry motherfucking Allen. Allen. Okay, I don't know what's going on. They're doing their five episode crossover we say it loosely um so like, i have no I, idea what the storyline is yeah i don't is. know what the storyline is what i've gathered from the brief and i'm talking in totality i've maybe watched two minutes of clips um i think barry keeps changing like he always does he keeps changing things because he keeps going back in time and fucking with the timeline so like typical so, yep so i think he's killed joe and it kind of looked like Iris got married to Reverse Flash, which, <laughs> listen. Didn't, like, a lot of people ship them together anyway? I'm like, fantastic. fucking grade. That, that was a winner. I'm like, I do not have a problem with this coupling. And I think we let Iris live her best life. Go with God, my child. Say goodbye. So, you know, not all of, not all of the screw-ups were, you know, negative. Bad. But all I saw is Jefferson Pierce from the Lightning Show. He and Barry are fighting. And Why are Barry, they fighting? They were fighting in like, you know, like how it's supposed to be like, you know, where they have like the table, the, the council table where all the heroes are supposed to like be together. But why were they fighting? I don't know. I didn't pay attention to that part. Oh. Probably because <laughs> Barry's being a dick. 
So I mean, I guess that goes without saying. (laughs) Yeah, and being a little pussy. I mean, what else? What else happens in a freaking crossover? That's what Barry does. So they fight, and Barry gets thrown through the glass case, holding Oliver's green arrow suit, and shatters. Here's the thing: if he was thrown, it's not really his fault. I'm gonna look. It was it was the thrower that. (laughs) All right, so Jefferson clearly chucks his ass across the room, and he lands and he falls through the glass. I mean, you're either blaming Jefferson or you're blaming the. I'm not going to blame Jefferson because whatever started the fight is Barry's fault. Like, yeah. But also, I'm, like the right—that's the writers disrespecting by like wanting us to go. Oh no, not Oliver's suit. I mean, it was me being like, "That's Oliver's suit, <laughs> you fucktards." I just like, <laughs> what the mother? Could you just leave something alone? Just no, leave something. Al- no, I just want them to get <sighs> Oliver's name out of their mouth. What is it going to cost me? I don't know. So then we had to have this whole <laughs> my my timeline was lit up. It was like lit up like New York City skyline. I love all y'all because they're like, it's Jefferson <laughs> Pierce giving Barry yet another pep talk about how he's the best of us. And I love everybody because no. everybody was like, pinpoint the win. When little dickhead became the best. red condom became the best of us. When I was like, did this happen? Episodic. <laughs> did we vote? Right. Was there a vote? What is the evidence for which you were presenting to the Council of Truth and Justice? And this little dickhead is the best. And like, oh, why would Oliver Queen sacrifice? himself for you we're like yeah that's literally the question we've been asking exactly so he didn't he did it for the 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 universe not for very fucking well hours. like i kind of like here's the way i've kind of come upon it like yeah he did it for the universe and also for kara and barry just lucked out that's kind of like how i've made my peace with it because <laughs> like kara is a really good person <laughs> Kara deserves to be saved. Barry deserves, deserves to be saved. Not and so Barry much. Just, is there like, a way he could have gone to the monitor and said, "Listen, he's just writing I'd on really her." I'd really like Kate. to save Kara. Is there any way I can just Barry, like, save her and like Barry can choke? And then the I would like Barry like, to get now, his come up in. It's a buy like one to, get one free yeah, situation. No, it wasn't. <laughs> so I really enjoyed everybody. Just like it just set us off in a rage and y'all are my people and I just want you to know that I love you all very much because I too was like people were actually tweeting me the clip and they were like Jennifer's gonna lose her shit and I'm like I am losing my fucking shit over this what the hell is, is this is the crossover over yet Has I don't shown up know yet? I don't think I haven't seen my precious baby when yet. is like, it going to where's Princess Mia when when I don't know I, see, I just wait for this shit to show. I don't pay attention to scheduling. I, I just wait till this stuff shows up in my timeline. And then I'm like, okay. Deep yeah. Deep. So I'm just like, lit- oh, okay. So Infinite Canvas, who, by the way, just did the most amazing. This might be my favorite um, fan bit of her hers of all time. It was so good. I have to, I'll retweet it from my Twitter because I've just been watching it and I haven't tweeted it yet. But she made the best, like, analogy to Barry Allen. And she said, Bart's the kid at school that contributes nothing to the group assignment and takes all the credit at the end. He is that kid. He is so that kid. He's terrible. He's just the worst. And I don't, 
this little shithead is going to get his happily ever after. He'll probably have 15 babies with Iris. And here we are. My hero, my guy. At least, here's the thing. This is what makes me happy. Because most Flash fans can't stand Arrow and acknowledging that Oliver Queen did anything. So the fact that Barry is basically going to have a happy ending because Oliver Queen handed it to him on a silver platter. It's just twist the knife a little bit. And I am just petty enough to enjoy that. So, but yeah, they, they destroyed my freaking Green Arrow case and whatever. I just need Mia to come back. Can we just get Mia? I just miss her. Why can't I have that show? Can we just have Mia? And then she comes back and she yells at Barry. Can we do that? Can we do that? Yes. Okay. So, um, yeah. She comes, like, in the last episode because they all know that we're all hanging on for... Our girl. Like, why is it our shit is the only shit anybody cares about? Because our show was good. <laughs> our show is not. <laughs> oh, my God. Cammie and Ray was like, here's what you need to know about what's going on in The Flash in order to watch, you know, the crossover. Absolutely nothing. Barry is, has had no character growth over the course of seven seasons. <laughs> and continues to make the same freaking mistakes over and over and over again. And scene. God, <laughs> that is inaccurate. I just see these are impartial journalists, guys. It's not just me. I don't know how impartial some of these journalists are. They're impartial in <laughs> my world because impartial in my world means that you agree with me. <laughs> that makes you neutral. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. Like, that's like not actually the definition of work, <laughs> but whatever. Um oh, before we go, we should mention Yellowstone. Oh yeah, I kind of feel like it was a quieter week, except um, because Beth, except Beth got to be Beth. Beth got to knock skulls, which is always enjoyable watching. Yeah, she got to take, she got to she got to fire her old boss, which is and also funny. hanging out in her dad's bedroom. What was that all about? That was weird. It was a little weird. <laughs> like you guys are bonding too much. First rip. I was like, hey, rip. Um, yeah, and but I, I but think... what do you think about? Jamie's baby mama showing up. I was literally like, oh, this is it. Where Beth was like, that scene where she was like, I can't wait till you have something that you love so I can take it from you. It's coming. It's coming. And I'm really excited. I mean, I'm sorry for the baby. It's not the baby's Did I see like a preview for next week that looked amazing? Or was I? Yeah, I feel like it was like some of the stuff was going to come to, you know, they don't have that many episodes. So I'm like, we got to like, Move along here, kids. Start, start wrapping it up, folks. <laughs> All right. Can I just say I was annoyed with the whole, because they're doing the whole, what's her name? Piper Pepper. What's the actress's name? Piper Parab- Parabo. Piper Paraboy Whatever. something. Yeah. yeah. So they're having her hook up with John Dutton. Which, like, it feels like she's quite a bit younger, but. Uh, because she is. She's 45. Okay. I Googled it because my husband and I were having to fight about it. He was like, that's fine. It's close enough in age. I'm like, that's literally Is 20 years. He's almost 70. Good Lord. I'm like, I know he's Kevin Costner, but come on, man. <coughs> that is quite a gap. Right? So, I was not, I'm not a fan. Why does that remind me of, what, what was it we were watching? Oh, fucking Clint Eastwood. Listen, I yes! can't 
I can't fucking stand Clint Eastwood. Like, it's like nine-year-old Clint Eastwood having a forty-year-old girlfriend. Under it's the, the same man. Like everyone's like, "Oh, Kevin Costner's hot." I don't care how hot he is. The guy is like encroaching. In fact, how old is Kevin Costner? I'm gonna Google it again because it bugged me. My husband. He like, looks oh, it's pretty fun. old on the show. I was like, "Oh, are you cool with a twenty-year-old and age?" Handful thing. It was like a whole feminist. He's sixty-six. She's 45, I think. Mm. It's just, there are women in their, (laughs) sorry, my voice is going. There are women in her 50s or 60s that would be lovely. But she has to be cute and young and (laughs) male fantasy, whatever. I guess. Okay, I'm dying. Yeah, we got to let Jen go. (laughs) Yes, I'm going to (laughs) die. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to listen next week. Subscribe to Watch Over on iTunes or Google Play. And look us up on Twitter and Tumblr. Bye. Bye.